Hey y'all, welcome to Together Real Bad. Real bad. I am beautiful with three L's. And I am Ace with an A, a C, and an E. We invite you to join us bi-weekly as we discuss topics such as pop culture, relationship dynamics, date night activities, and maybe even a little flag football. Discover how we nurture our growing relationship with intentional activities, questions, love, and service. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app to listen or check out our website at togetherrealbad.com. And now on to the show. She's stuck inside my mental. She got a body like a temple. Even though she drives me crazy. <laughs> Hey guys, hey guys, what's up? Hey, welcome back to Together Real Bad. I am beautiful. And I'm Ace, and we are Together, Together Real, Real Bad. Bad. <laughs> I think we finally got that intro. I don't it, know, that was a little wonky. We'll keep working on it. <laughs> we'll keep working on it. So how are you? I am good. How yeah. are you? Well, I'm okay. How are you? Just okay. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Hmm. Hmm. It's just what I've been suspecting. Your energy is off. I know, but okay. I'm pushing through. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that later because <laughs> I've been asking her all morning and last night. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's up? Let's talk about it. But I kind of, I kind of like told you I have. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I did. But you didn't like I didn't tell elaborate. Me. Yeah, yeah. You, yes, you didn't like tell me, tell me. Yeah, yeah. I was just ready to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's get right into it. So for the pop culture today, we were going to be talking about the whole Diddy, Cassie, and even how Kim Porter kind of connects to the story yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, do you want to say something? I- I don't, so I know a little bit about it. Um, I remember when Kim Porter died and I, we watched the thing from um, the medium. um, I can't remember her name, but according to you, Mm -hmm. what she was saying was like accurate and she knew what was going on. And um, she was saying some things that, that kind of floored me a little bit, like Wow, How and, it, and it made that? it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And for those who don't know, I can't think of I can't think of her name, and I should have looked it up. But it was um like uh, like she Sylvia, was a medium. Yep. Yeah. Is it Sylvia? I don't know why Sylvia Bowe comes to mind. I don't think that's correct. But if you Google uh, medium and um, Diddy situation, I'm quite sure she will uh, on I'm YouTube. Sure she'll on YouTube yeah, for on sure. YouTube. But this video was taken five months prior to. Uh, seeing it now I guess it just kind of like resurfaced yeah. like a lot of things I've been doing lately on, a, on November 15th right yeah okay because that's when all of this came out I think it, I actually think. I saw the video on the 17th okay she talks about the situation and how um when she was talking to Kim Porter as a medium mm-hmm. she was saying how um everything was going to start coming out in five months, within five months. So she was like, okay, so December, around December, I mean, not December, I'm sorry, November, November 15th, which yeah. is the is the anniversary of when Kim Porter died. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, so. That's the, that was the significance of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And it was crazy, like what she was saying about like how 
um, allegedly there would be these um, rituals that would be done involving children, virgins. Which was so wild because you always hear about the Illuminati and that sounded like some Illuminati type stuff. Like, and apparently Kim witnessed this. Um, and after that, she just totally withdrew, I guess from Diddy. And, um, yeah, he was like, yeah, no, we're not having that. Well, she was coming out. She was supposed to be coming out with a book. Okay. And for a while they had like, we're trying to stop her from coming out with this book because it was supposed to come out that Diddy was gay, Mm. but that's not actually the case. Right. And yeah, so she was pretty much going to out everything that she's been through was a tell-all book. Right. Okay. And she was going to tell it all pretty much. So. And he was like, no, uh, yeah, no, you're not doing that. So hence the, supposedly, I, did they say she died from like um, pneumonia or something? It was supposed to be pneumonia. That's yeah. what they said. Yeah. But um, the medium was saying that she... Had metallic um, yeah, some substances. medical part, particles like in within her yeah. body that probably came from like um because she was sick, but mm. she didn't have pneumonia. Like she was taking like like Flonase or something like injecting. Oh yes, yes, yes. And it and, was like in the in the Flonase bottle. Right, correct. It's wild. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think that if we are um. I don't want to say stupid enough to think, but if we are naive enough to think that the only thing happening in this world is what we can see, we are completely wrong. Yeah. That's like saying there's no other planets out there when we know for a fact there is. um, And I'm sure there's other life out there. So, yeah, it was it was very interesting. And we're talking about like she was saying how like you're no different from me. Mm hmm. I'm no different from Cassie. Cassie's no different from, you know, any other person on the planet. Right. And so what makes them so special that they have all this power mm, and how they, yeah. and how they like acquire this power right. and what that entails and the secrecy behind it all. And that's that ritualistic ceremony yeah. with this long table and these high back chairs that she was talking about. Mm-hmm. It was so, wild. Yeah. It was her, wild. her description of it. And I guess uh, Kim was supposedly like visiting her at this time was just, I don't know. It was wild. It was wild. So I, I feel like there's a lot of truth to what she's saying. Um, and man, I, she said Kim Porter was at peace, but it, like she feels safe. But I mean, she's not 100% at peace if she's around here uh, trying to get Diddy. So that's why she isn't gone to where she's supposed to go yet. Mm-hmm. Or so they say. I'm so. team Cassie. Of course. But I've been seeing like people literally like defending Diddy. And it's so crazy. Like it's like it's like they have blindfolds over their eyes. Like they can't see like what's really going on. Like they can't read between the lines. And those those people scare me. That's like defending Trump. I was literally just going to say that. And what's crazy is. I was literally going to say that. As we jump off topic a little bit is on TikTok, there are these two guys that do. Trump versus Biden. And when I tell you the amount of Trump supporters that are on TikTok or that um, support Trump behind this guy, you know, when you do the verses on TikTok, Mm -hmm. it is unreal. And it is super scary to me because it just lets me know where we are. And it's not only Caucasian people. It's African-American people too, African-American males mainly. And for me, that's even more scary. And I don't, I, I don't know what, 
I don't know what the draw is. What am I missing? Okay, so he gave us some money during the pandemic, but I feel like anybody that was a a sitting president at the time would have done that. So what am I missing? I'm missing something. Please let me know. I like to be informed on all sides, but (laughs) this... I, I can't see it. I can't get I can't, with it. I can't see it at all. Like mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah. So um, um, we'll be watching this story pretty closely because I'm I'm invested at this point. Uh, like I'm okay. really wanting to know like what else is going to come out because this whole Cassie situation was just the tip of the the iceberg iceberg. there's so much more that's supposed to be coming out and so i'm just gonna be sitting here with my popcorn ready (laughs) right taking notes taking notes because like it's it's so it's so crazy like you see you only see what celebrities allow you to see for the most part Mm -hmm. and so to go and like I, i i can't wait i can't wait for us to for who else to come out to pretty much expose what's really going on behind the scenes well do we think it's going to come out because um did yes. they settle they out of settled, court they settled out of court but I'm not talking but, about Cassie there are other, oh, other victims okay. there are other yeah. people who have been involved in the past like I know they were talking about Fonsworth Bentley for you know mm. for a little bit um, I saw this morning um, an interview with 50 Cent resurfaced where he was talking about something to do with um, with Kim Porter and how she had like like not Kim Porter, I'm so sorry, with Cassie. Mm. And there were like pictures, very, you know, provocative pictures of her that was sent to him. And so he had asked Diddy about it apparently. And Diddy was like, oh man, like, thank you for, you know, sending this to me. When really he felt like if that was a guy who, you know, um, was doing some stuff that wasn't, I guess, seen favorable, like your girl is out here wilding, Mm. like you would feel some type of way, but he didn't. So he knew that he had something Mm. to do with what was going on. And he was trying to figure out where he got the pictures from. Right. So I don't know. Every time I see something new, I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) like, it's, I don't know. It's going to be real interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's Thanksgiving week. Yes, and it's definitely Friendsgiving season. Yes, it is Friendsgiving season. We attended two over the weekend. One and a half. Okay. We're not going to throw no shade. But yeah, yeah, I'm going to give you one and a half. Uh, One was with, well, I'm playing indoor football with you right now. Mm -hmm. So one was with our team. Feels weird, kind of weird saying that. I was about to say, how do you feel saying that? It's weird because I don't. I mean, yeah, I like I like the fact that we play are playing on the same flag football team and tackle team, obviously. Um, but it's, but it's just a weird. different it's a different dynamics with the flag team. I feel. Yeah, just a little bit. yeah. I mean, your team is or our team right now is uh, it's super fun and everybody is cool with everybody and when y'all have events or when we have events people show up like it's love right and I've never experienced that with a like a flag football team of course like division one teams um you know when I play volleyball um and even in high school when I play volleyball and basketball like you just show up but um not so much so for any flag team I've played on so it's it's pretty dope um yeah but um yeah, one and a half, like you said. The second one, we arrived. It was dope. Dope people were there, um, but we didn't there get a chance to see people, which I, I haven't been around um, too many times in my life. So it was nice to be around a different, a different type, type of, different type yeah. of, you know, vibe. Yeah, yeah, people. for sure. Different type of vibe. Um, 
my friend Seed, shout out to him, amazing photographer, um, just knows a lot of people. When I tell you there were people for probably from age like 65 to I don't know. Some girls in there look like, like 26. 20 something. Yeah, 20, yeah, for sure. Um, he's just a very warm soul. I feel like he's been here before, which is why he knows a lot of people. Um, and it just vibes with a lot of different people. Really cool crowd. Um, the only downside is, like I said, we didn't get to eat. We had to leave. Um, and so, um, yeah, I was disappointed because I made tacos and I wanted some. But <laughs> we ended up going to get tacos. We did. She had burrito tacos for the first time, everybody. They were pretty good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> they were they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Um, I was disappointed in the fries. She told a lie about the oh fries. Oh my god. And was like down. Oh my god. You know how they say and did and did not. Because these fries were terrible. Terrible. They were the crinkly cut fries. Yeah. But the way that she described them, she was like, oh, you think like McDonald's and Burger King have good fries? Oh, these you got to try it. Right. These fries were plain. They just dropped them in there. They weren't wow. even fried hard. No salt, no nothing on these fries. And by the time we got to them, they were soggy. The lies you tell about these fries. So. I was so disappointed. Luckily, we have an air fryer. Mm-hmm. So we popped them in the air fryer along with the tacos and everything got back crispy. So it was pretty decent. Um, I would try it again. I would ask for extra cheese, though. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely ask for extra cheese. That's not the highlight of the burrito taco. The, the highlight is the highlight is the broth that you dip it in. I'm not a big and you dipper. didn't even and you didn't I even didn't. eat your broth. I did. Oh my god! After I finished my tacos, you drank it. I did. Ooh, that's so fat. Well, I didn't drink it. I had a spoon. <laughs> I, I ate it with a spoon because it was still hot. Same difference. Nope. Like soup. Yes, I ate and it. You like finished soup. it. Yes. You drank it. It's the same difference. With my spoon. <laughs> I didn't put the cup up to my mouth, although I could have. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I didn't. Yeah, that's exactly I didn't. what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were they were good. Um, I'm torn as to whether I would go back. I'll probably give it one more try. No fries, extra cheese, and chicken. The strawberry horchata was hidden. Yeah, you Tastes like, like strawberry milk. Oh my God, it was so good. I'm not a big strawberry whatever fan at all like and it just uh, I like it uh, okay yeah I know I like it. I'm, I'm glad you like it so um yeah that was a weekend and then we're cooking and having family and friends over for Thanksgiving yes although I'll have to miss the very mm. beginning part of Thanksgiving because mm. my mom finally was mm. like are you coming over for Thanksgiving didn't I know this lady was cooking so I had made my own plans but I said that I would come through if she make me some chitlins. And, and, and she was said, like, for me, she'll make some chitlins. I'm going to need you to bring. some making up to do anyway. So. I'm going to need you to bring some of them back to if the crib. If they Ain't make no it back. If, if they make mean? it back. No, if they, I'm going to no. do my best. Ain't no, I'm going to do my best. You either do You know, chitlins is a delicacy. No. I'm going to do my best. No, bro. I'm going to do my best. No. You either do or you don't. It's no, it's no in between. You If you put them in a little container and put a, a top on it, put it in the bag, they come at home. So if you make that effort, they come at home. If you don't make that effort, they're not coming home. It's no, I'm going to try my I'ma best I'm going to do my best. It. No. I'm going to do my best. Well, well I'm, what, I, what I mean by that is, is like my mom don't make a whole bunch because everybody in my family don't like them. And you know chitlins cook down. So, so it may she, look like it's a lot, but then in reality, it's not. So whatever she gives you, Cut it in half oh. and put it in the oh, container. You ask for <laughs> Whatever she gives me. Hey, if you don't bring chitlins, home, if you don't bring chitlins home, you don't love me. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you can't do that. Because, now, that's yes, not yes, fair. Yes, because... Y'all know that's not that, fair. That, <laughs> that's not fair. You cannot do that. I saved you talk about, three powdered... Talk about... Mm-mm. I saved you three powdered donuts Because three were for and me. I, and, I, and I want... No, you bought that pack of donuts for me. No, ma'am. After yes, ma'am. I had the Dunkin' sticks and, sticks, and after I gave you one Dunkin' stick, yeah, you had. We decided, right? Yeah. I had two, so uh-huh. I had one, and I shared you. The, I shared with you the other one. When it came to your powdered donuts, because I shared with you, you had to share your powdered donuts with me, and that was understood that night. Mm-mm. Yes, it was. Okay, so if it was understood, understand that I need you to bring back half the chick- <laughs> chitlins that you gonna have. Please I'm gonna get you. Some, I'm, gonna, you. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do my best to get you some chitlins. No, I got I will. you. I got repeat, you. Repeat after me. I, repeat I after will bring me. you back some chitlins. I will do my best to bring you Bro, back some you don't chitlins. Love me. I do love you. No, you don't. I love you very much. No. Yes. No. Yes. Because if you did, you'd be like, I got you, babe. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna bring you back some chitlins, even if it's two fork fools. I got you. Thank Real you. talk. I got you. I got you. Thank you. Because there's only one. It's only. It's only like one time a year where you get chitlins. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, can you please bring some back? Because our neighbor David tripping is tripping. Tripping. Talking about. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, had, I, I told him I was sense. gonna clean them and everything. Man, for he's him. like, no. No, he didn't say no. Let me not put that on him. He was like, I don't. Oh, that mean no. no. That mean no. <laughs> I, but I don't want to put words in his mouth, and it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Okay. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, David. We got <laughs> it. Um. So our topic for today, a little bit of a tough topic. Um. So the episode is called "I'm in a Funk," which is basically AKA depression. Um. I've had uh some family experience depression to its extreme. Um. And I've had um some friends experiencing depression um where it's been hard to function i have personal Um, experiences with depression yeah uh, she has some personal experience with depression um i i have been depressed but i don't know that i knew i was depressed i have had some like depressive points in my life but i don't know if i want to call it depression I guess there's different there's like different levels of depression I think clinical depression being one that is a constant that stays with you um but this depression that I had was due to something and that that I'll talk about later but um I'll just kind of let you I guess go ahead and talk about what your experience was with depression um and you know what happened um okay so um depression so I think it's important to note that depression looks different for everybody for sure and how you process and how you um I guess are in that funk is very personal to that person nobody knows how that person is feeling right no matter how many times or how many people say like I understand what you're going through we're always going to feel like no you don't yeah um when I was in my, well, I should also say this though. Like I, I said earlier in the podcast that, you know, this is the season for the time of the year for depression It's actually called seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I get that almost every year. Mm. And I don't know if it's because of, well, I can say, I can say that um, the holiday holidays haven't been the same 
since my grandfather passed away mm. back when I was in high school. Now, how my family used to get together for Thanksgiving and Christmas, like we used to have the parties so much so that they were themed and we would have like different performances and everything like that. And when he passed away, all of that stuff kind of all of those traditions kind of dissipated one after the other to the point where our family doesn't even talk the or have the communication between the different families the same way that we used to. Mm. Um, we tried again in the most recent years after COVID and things pretty much fell through because it just, we all know that it's not the same Yeah, and it sucks. And I feel with me being like a super family oriented, it's hard to, you know, go through the holidays, not having that same feeling and that same, you know, um, togetherness that you once had with your family. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where my seasonal depression stems from. Um, one of the ways that I try to combat that is like, I'm not a huge person, like a huge Christmas person. Like I don't enjoy, um, Christmas music. Um, I'm not the type of person to do like gingerbread houses or decorating gingerbread cookies or anything like that. However, um, a couple years ago, I decided that, and I made my family do this, my immediate family do this. We got matching pajamas. I made everybody buy at least one gift to, um, give to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I stocked, um, I stuffed stockings, um, I played the Christmas music that I like. Like I was, I'm in love with like the Fred Hammond Christmas album. Mm. And so like I was playing that all day. We made dinner, we played games together and we sat around like, you know, the Christmas tree, like sharing stories, just enjoying each other's company. And that really made me feel good. Okay. Um, so that's how I combat, combat it, that the seasonal depression, um, two years ago mm-hmm. this year, um, I find myself falling into that space again. Yes, I but can I tell. think that there are other um, components that are are involved with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that um, solely. I don't think it's so. It's seasonal pre- depression solely, and um, yeah. So I'm I'm definitely trying to figure that out for myself in my head and you know, try to figure out my next steps because I don't like feeling down and I don't like bringing your energy down because I know that like when I've noticed that when I'm feeling away and you keep asking me and I don't tell you like what's wrong with me, Mm -hmm. you start to feel away as well. Subconsciously, like I I see it on your face. And so I feel bad about it. Yeah, I don't want you to ever feel bad about it. Um, You're going to see it on my face because I love and care about you and I don't want you to feel away. And I want to as best I can, like help you through whatever you're going through, be it depression or like whatever it is, because um, that's what I'm here for. But I also have to understand that, um, like you said, people deal with things differently and pressuring someone into telling you what's wrong isn't right either. But I do that because like I give a damn and I care. so yeah, I just don't want you to feel bad. Like I love Christmas. It's my favorite, favorite holiday. Like I like to put up lights and trees and I don't like wrapping gifts. 
But uh-huh. I like to put gifts under the tree in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. In a bag with some tissue paper. But um, I used to like wrapping gifts. It's just that my patience isn't there for things that I like, stuff like that. I just feel like my time could be used better. So bag and tissue paper. Um, but um, do you want to talk about what those things were that you just mentioned? That it's you don't think it's seasonal for you? You think it's more so... Um, what's going on and you don't have to I know I'm putting you on the spot you really are no but I'm asking I mean I don't it might be a good platform to talk about those things and it may help other people so I just ask if you say no you say no and we move on like I thought we like talk about things in private and then bring it to the forefront again you don't have to I'm not pressuring you I just asked if you wanted to wow um I don't want to right now. Okay, fair enough. Then we move on. It's no big deal. Okay. <laughs> Not that. You would think, the, the crazy thing is, is you wouldn't think that my birthday is in a couple days. Are you sad about getting, turning 32? No, I'm not sad about turning 32. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but you older than me. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I think that too is like, and this could be like the selfish part of me. Mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving has never been about me. And I find, and I see all the time, like people celebrating their birthdays throughout the year. And it's like, they go up for that person, whoever's birthday it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And all I keep thinking about is like, when I was younger and you know, my parents have been divorced since I was five. And so that meant that like they had joint custody, but every other holiday would be switched off between my, my mom and my dad. Mm. And this particular year was my dad's turn for Thanksgiving. And we went over his side of the family's house, which me and my sisters hadn't been around very often okay so we didn't really know people and this year this particular year my birthday fell on thanksgiving and for those who don't know like if your birthday is around thanksgiving like every four years like if i don't know what the dates are between but every four years your birthday falls on thanksgiving on thanksgiving so this particular year my birthday fell on thanksgiving and we over my my dad's aunt's house and I mean, the food was great because my auntie knew how to throw down. My auntie soon, she, that lady, she owned a restaurant and everything. That lady can mm, cook. Okay. But like maybe two people said happy birthday to us. And I say us because for those who don't know, I'm a twin. And I just felt like very un like celebrated. Like it was, I didn't have fun at all. Like I was ready to go home. I wanted to cry. Like it wasn't fun for me. Yeah. And that's another reason why I don't like Thanksgiving because it's never, uh, it's never centered around my sister and I. Does your sister feel the same way? I don't know. I I really don't know. I have never (laughs) asked her. I've never asked her about that. (laughs) I've never asked her about that, but I can say like when I do birthday plans, I try to include her in it because most of the time she don't care. She's like, she's super chill. So she don't care. Well, she probably, it probably doesn't bother her. I'm going to ask her though. You should. After, well, we have an event 
this weekend that we're going to be going to together for our birthday. So I'm going to ask her because I'm, I'm really curious because she never she never um, expressed that the way that I do, because even one year I made my friend celebrate my um, my half birthday because that year my birthday fell on Thanksgiving and I wanted to make sure that. You know, I try to do something different to change the narrative so I wouldn't be as sad. Like, okay, I celebrated my half birthday and we had an amazing time. I know I felt celebrated during that time. So Thanksgiving can be about Thanksgiving, even though it's my birthday. My birthday is now secondary to Thanksgiving. So, mm, okay. Well, I feel a little slighted because um, I try to make your birthday special. You did. I'm talking about, you did. You said, my very, what? I thought you said like nobody tried to make her. No, know. I'm talking about in the past. Last year, uh, y'all, she did her big one. Like we weren't even. This we year were, too. No, we it hasn't happened yet. But we went to Vegas, which was for that me, was exactly. That's all you have to say. It was, also, but also, like it was for your birthday. Like I took you and bought you some stuff. Like come on now, you did, do you did, you you know, you you definitely did. And, and last your event year, on Saturday, yeah, baby, I'm. Let me get there. Okay, I'm just. Let saying, me give her your. Let me what? give her your your props. Okay. Last year we we had only been together officially for like two months. And I went to her family, her her cousins, um, Thanksgiving at her house. This girl surprised me with a carrot cake from New York, like delivered from New York, because carrot cake is my favorite cake in the world, and she knew that about me. And she surprised me with it at the Thanksgiving. Mind you, I didn't know nobody else there except for her. So I was like super excited. I was really happy. The carrot cake was fire. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. And that definitely made, made me feel good and look at you differently. Not that I, I looked at you in a, in any certain way before that, but like, it was more so like confirmation. Like I always get dealing with you. Like this is it. Hmm. No, no carrot cake this year. That's fine. Okay. I got everything else. It's a little bit lower key this year. That's fine. I'd still be a good person. I mean, which you say lower key, but we just got back from Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So it's not lower key, and like the I think the celebrations had just been spread it out a little bit. Oh, that's which fair. is also good because um, I used to like celebrate my birthday all month. At least I used to say it, and never it never would happen. Mm. But the month of November, I wanted to celebrate back in the day, and it just never happened. Month. So so now we're we're up to like a couple weeks. Like two weeks, maybe. <laughs> so, so, so maybe in like a year or two, it'll be four weeks <laughs> or three and a half weeks. That would equate to a month. I digress. <laughs> um, well, we, we, were, we got off topic for real. For we did. That's we what you talking about depression. Oh my God. But that was you talking about how part of the reason why you feel um depressed this time of year is because your birthday falls on thanksgiving and, and you feel a little underappreciated or um i don't know what the word is you feel uncelebrated is that a word i don't know Not but i used it you feel like that because you know thanksgiving takes precedence over your birthday so that makes you sad and i understand that i i, I understand it to a degree because i'm not a big birthday person like i'll do little stuff here and there but I've never been a huge celebratory person for um, milestones, but I do understand that, you know, that's a big deal for you and to you. Um, and so I want to appreciate it as such mm -hmm. or acknowledge it as such, I should say. Yeah. So 
But back on to the subject of depression, mm-hmm. um, I can talk about a recent, you know, depressive episode, I should sure. say. Yeah. Um, this episode lasted for a couple years, I would say, around this, around a job that I had. Mm. Um, I was very unhappy um, coaching at this this gym. And the reason why I was unhappy is because I don't, I like things to be a little like, I don't know. I prefer life to to be a little bit more spontaneous and have like different um, things that catch you off guard. Mm. And when you well, when I fall into a pattern, like everything is the same every single day, that's what drives me down the road of depression because it's the same cycle every single time. And that's what it was with this job. Um, I was having issues with parents. I was having issues with the staff that I had under me. Um, mind you, I was I was over like eight coaches. Um, I was the youngest person on the staff. Um, I was black and I was a female because I, I had to note that because I had some foreign male um, uh, coaches under me. And all those people made my job very difficult on top of the fact that I had a boss, the owner of the gym who fake like she had my back when I would come to her about things or, or things that I would want to change. Um, when I got into my position and, um, she would be like in our meetings, she would be like, yeah, Kim, this is a great idea. Whatever you want or need, I'm going to back you. And when I brought that to the gymnasts, the parents, the coaches, I got a lot of pushback because people don't like change. And I understand that. Yeah. And because the pushback was so heavy, it, it was like the parents and the coaches weren't coming to me about it. They were coming to my boss and she would come at me like I was the problem. And she would make me change everything that I had planned for the team to push it into a different direction that would um, make us very successful in the end. It was the change wasn't going to take wasn't going to happen all at once. But I wanted them to be aware of the things that I had coming up. They didn't like it. They went to her about it. She came to me and made me change everything. So I didn't I wasn't able to. progress the the team and the culture for it the way that I wanted to. And like I said, it made my job very difficult to the point where like every day it was just something like I had coaches fighting each other um, on top of the things I had to deal with, with kids and mental blocks, which as a coach, you all know that that can be um, taxing as well. And then the pandemic hit and um, we had a meeting as staff of the establishment on how to keep the girls involved and excited about coming at coming back whenever that was, because nobody knew at the time and um, how to get them to come back. Um, and so I had created this, this contest where they would be um, working out and they had to, they had to come up with their own workout that included um, skills from like routines or whatever. And uh, whoever had the best workout 
I guess what would win a leotard or a t-shirt if they were a guy or whatever. And this was talked about on a Thursday, Friday rolled around. I'm sorry, on a Friday, Sunday rolled around and I was planning on posting it that day. The, my boss said was pretty much um, rushing me through the process. Like I had just got out of church and I was about to post it. And she was pretty much saying that I was taking too long. So um, church had just ended and she sends a message through um, like a group meet to all of the staff and then was like saying some things. And the last thing that she said was like, Kim acts like she could give a fuck. Mm. And I was just like, oh, mm. And I was, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back because not only dealing with everything that I had to do with the coaches and the kids and the parents and her not having my back, it was a lot of microaggressions that were going on behind the scenes that nobody knew about. Like, um, we would be having a conversation and she'd be like, oh, it's cause you're black or like, oh, your hair does that cause it's cause you're black, right? Like you're black. And I guess like now, (laughs) like. I mean, when you're in that situation, sometimes you don't exactly know what to do or say. And being silent for so long also contributed to the fact that, you know, I was depressed. So anyway, she said that and I pretty much had some words for her and I quit that same day. Well, no, actually, I didn't quit that same day. It was a couple of weeks before I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. And, um, a couple weeks after a couple weeks after she said that, like I I had some words for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had some words for her and, um, she tried to cover it up or whatever after I deleted everything out of my phone, as far as like blocking her and all that kind of stuff. They kept calling me back to back other coaches just to make sure like, you know, like, Hey, you good. Like I know that what she said was uncalled for inappropriate, yada, yada, yada. Um, fast forward, um, to, um, finally telling my mom that I had quit, she was pretty much like, you did what? And at the time I was living with her. So mm-hmm. her thing was, it's like, how could you quit a job and you don't have another one lined up? Mm-hmm. And what I told her was like, I'm depressed. Do you even care about that? Like that, that situation, you had no idea what I was going through. And so, yes, I quit. I don't care that I don't have anything lined up. Like I will eventually but it's the fucking, it's the middle of the fucking pandemic. Nobody's working. She wanted me to call this lady back to beg for my job. Do you know how degrading that sounds? Mm. And it, and it like further, like made me realize like people really don't know what you be going through and don't really care Mm. if it's, if it's, uh, until it affects them. And I guess my point of that part of the story was just pretty much saying how I got out of that fuck. And ever since then dealing with gymnastics, like, I haven't felt the same since I took a hiatus from gymnastics. Like I rebelled against the sport completely to where I didn't even want to talk about it. I didn't want to look at the sport on TV, none of that stuff. And now I'm just now getting back into it. So, I mean, I guess that's how I, long story short, you know, it was very, very long. <laughs> no, it's um, okay. That's how I got over that. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's really, um, sad or, um, no, it's sad that like parents and I don't mean parents in general, but I mean parents around like that are now between I feel like the age of maybe 55 and up, maybe 60 and up um, don't really have a grasp on mental health. Because back in the day when they were younger, they, there wasn't a lot of um, 
like push for it. Right. There wasn't a lot of um, understanding about it. Like, I feel like all of these different mental health um, issues are, you know, fairly recent, maybe like 15, maybe 20 years ago, where people really, really started to acknowledge it and and say like, hey, like this is a legit problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think when I was working, I told one of my bosses, like, I need a mental health day. I just did. And he just kind of looked at me. And he was like, you need a mental health day? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, well, all right. I mean, I, sure. I mean, I had to take a, you know, a vacation day, but this like cycle, like you said, that we go through day in and day out can cause mental health issues. Like, I, I just feel like we're not really meant to live like this. Mm-hmm. We're not meant to live, to do something and that's cyclical, And then just over and over and over again. So now you're doing the same thing over and over again, but now introduce roadblocks into that, like that you had, right? Where Mm -hmm. you have a coach that um, doesn't respect what you're doing. So now she's degrading you. And so now you feel bad. You have parents out there that are probably in your ear all the time asking, what are you doing? Why isn't my kid doing this? So that's Mm -hmm. something else you have to deal with. Now you have just life in general. You got to, you got to eat, you got to sleep, you have to shop you know, for food. Um, you have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure you're on time. Like life is a lot. I mean, life is a lot, period. And depression, I feel like is very serious and can very easily, um, be brought on by, you know, your environment and, um, you have to take care of yourself. And I feel like, you know, my mom would have said the same thing. Like, why did you quit your job and you don't have anything lined up? Who does that? But that's how people functioned back in the day. They Mm -hmm. just went through it um, with this mental toughness, which is fine. But we also have a lot more um, on our plates right now, especially when you take into consideration social media. Yeah. Social media, I feel like, is the biggest driver of depression. It definitely catapulted that mental illness for sure. One of the biggest drivers of depression. And so... um, you know, and I, and I realize people use social media in different ways. Some people use it to vent because they may not have anybody to vent to. Right. I feel like that's, I feel like that's more of a healthy way as long as you don't have somebody that's in the comments, like, you know, giving you hell. Um, I think the way that the, the way that social media is used when it comes to seeing all these beautiful people with all of this money who seem happy all the time, who are driving these great cars and you're watching them thinking that this is their reality and nine times out of 10, it is to a degree, but you still don't know what that person is going through, right? Mm -hmm. They may be driven by likes and shares. And if they're not getting the likes and shares that they need, they're probably going to fall into a depression because this is what they do. And they don't understand, you know, why isn't this blowing up? Like, you know, what, what am I doing? There's pressure on them to create content, to entertain so that they get paid. So social media in and of itself is just, like I said, for me um, or to me, a a huge driver um, of depression. It just is. And it's really um, it sucks because I don't I'm not sure what, you know, when Facebook came out, I was in college and I'm not sure what the thought process behind it was then. But now it's turned into this. um, It's a huge thing. Right. It can be used positively and it can also be used negatively, um, as we've seen. But for me, um, I've had like depressive states 
like, imagine this. When I was in college, I broke up with my, or my boy, boyfriend at the time broke up with me. Ew, boyfriend, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you had a boyfriend? I did. I did have a boyfriend who also took my virginity. Um, but uh, I was so hurt because I felt like I didn't see it coming. And I never thought like, oh yeah, I'm thinking like, oh, we're going to be together. We're going to get married. We're going to have kids. And to just see all that go down the drain, just to say like, I don't think it's working out anymore. Like I stopped eating. I lost weight. I came home and my mom was like, what is wrong? Like I looked bad. I wasn't really getting much sleep. And that was just, that was like my first, like, like love for real. And then my first really, really hard breakup. Um, and so I was at a point and luckily we were like out of volleyball season. And so I didn't have to get up and perform, um, at practice every day. But if I would have had to do that, like perform at practice on top of go to class on top of trying to avoid him around campus, cause he was on the basketball team. Um, I don't know, like it was a lot. It was really, really a lot for me at the tender age of, I think I was like 19, mm. like I'm dealing with boyfriend issues. I got to go to class. I have to perform in volleyball. I have to go to practice. I'm sure there was other things that, um, I had on my plate that I had to deal with. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it might've been around finals time. Like I remember going to my friend Z's, um, apartment because I heard that the girl that he used to date was coming to the dorms that we were in. I was like, I'm not getting ready to be around. I'm not getting ready to put myself in that position. And that kind of further like drove my depression because it's like, why not me? Like, why wasn't I enough? Like, what did I do? And I think, I don't think it was me. I think it was that when he left the girl that he was with, he was in California. Um, they broke up because of space. Nothing happened. And, you know, I was there and he liked how I looked and he was like, Hey, let's, let's go together basically, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, to this day, they are actually married, which I am very happy for them about. Like, I'm just, I have no, like that was so long ago, but you know, what's that? What's that? Yeah. I think they have like nine kids, which that's the bullet. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bullet. But, um, but yeah, that was like my very first, like, I feel like kind of depressive episode. Um, the one more recently, which I don't even think I knew I was depressed, uh, was my last relationship that I was in. Um, we were in a cycle similar, a, a similar to the one you were talking about, uh, but just on a relationship type um, status or, or level where we were going through a cycle of we'd be okay, we'd argue, we'd not talk, and then we'd back to being okay. And this was a weekly thing. And um, it, I didn't realize how much it weighed on me until we got together. Mm-hmm. And it was like a breath of fresh air, right? Um, I felt like doing things again around the house, like keeping the house clean. Like I wanted to hang out with you and be in your space. Whereas before, like house wasn't getting clean, Um, I was trying to do things with her just to feel closer, but really, did I want to do them? No, because I didn't really want to hang out with the person that was making me feel like this. And so it wasn't, um, to me, it wasn't serious, but it was more of a, um, withdrawn, right. Um, I didn't want to do things. Um, I would 
go to family functions, but I feel like I was doing those to get away from this, like this space to get out of the space and, and get some, a breath of fresh air. Um, I'm walking around here on eggshells because I didn't want to fight. I didn't want to argue. Um, and then I'm walking around too, you know, because of the issues that she had going on, like trying to, to help her through those and she didn't want help. And then when I would offer help, there was like backlash. So that was like my second depressive state. And I feel like, um, you know, that relationship put me there. Mm -hmm. That was an outside stressor that put me there. Um, and I realized that that are people, there are people that have that internal, just kind of, I guess they call it a chemical imbalance where they're just depressed. Right. So, um, that, that, we were together, I think, eight years. I think the last four is kind of when it started to go south. And during that time, I probably was like some form of depressed during that entire time. You know what I'm saying? Not not serious, mm -hmm. but just to a point where I didn't want to do certain things or I didn't want to go to a place or if I did, I wanted to go to get away. Um, and yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Um, I did not want to do myself harm. It never got that bad but um I know for some people it gets that bad and it's really like it, it really sucks it really 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 sucks yeah so that's kind of my story um behind it um I think it's important to remember I know it's gonna sound so corny like you're not by yourself out here like you know if you feel depressed or some sort of way like like to reach out to somebody or talk to somebody. And this comes with like, you know, you got to check on your friends that seem straight all the time. I don't know what that meme is. Like, you know, check on your friends that are good because they may not be good. Mm -hmm. Check on your funny friends or check on your strong friends. Yeah. Check on your strong friends. Cause they, especially this time of year, they may not be good, you know? So that, that's, that's my, that's my spiel. So how do you um, help your partner? that may be in that funk. That space. I think first and foremost, give them the space to be in that funk. Um, even though I feel like I'm, I don't practice what I preach, I, I pressure you a little bit if I feel like something is wrong for you to tell me because I, I want to fix it. Um, but I think it's fair to say, um, give your partner a space to be in that depressive funk. Um, be supportive, be there, you know, ask them, Hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? If they say no, then, you know, back off a little bit. Um, and I think try and refocus their mind on things that they like to do and push them to do those things to like be around people or go outside for a walk. Can't get much sun here in Chicago, uh, in the winter. Um, but you, you can do things that, um, you know, just kind of get your, your blood going and get those different chemicals, I think, going in your mind. Um, if there's any like hobbies or activities that they used to like to do, like encourage them to do those same things and then just be there for them. Just have talks, just have, um, you know, space where maybe there's things that you guys can do to, to have a, like to clear their mind, even if it's just like, you know, watching a funny movie, um, keeping things very light um, finding activities that, um, you know, that just kind of get you going, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I, I would say, try your best not to just sit around the house and just sit and sleep 
or sleep with them, right? Oh, I want to go to sleep. All right, let's go to sleep. Eh, that's like depression. That's that's depressive, right? Unless you just take a nap every day like we do, and then yeah. you just take your little 30-minute nap. But if you're sleeping five and six hours outside of, you know, the time that you nap, then um, that's a lot. Yeah. So that's what I would say. How about you? Um, well, we have a list here. For you, exercise. I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> I exercise. When I coach these kids, I'll be running around with them. I literally have to. I sent you a video yesterday of me like lifting them and spotting them on bars. That's upper body strength, okay? But I, yeah. demonstrate, I demonstrate different moves and positions and showing correct form. That is mm. working out. Yet when I saw No, no, you, no, no, no. We don't need I to went, go there. Because mm, 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 mm. this is my second time. This is my second time doing that warm up for that day. So, yes, I stopped after the running. And, yes, I looked like I was out of breath because, uh, yes, I was. out of breath. Huh? I was. Because, yeah, yeah. yes, I have <laughs> exercise-induced asthma. Where you pump at? <laughs> exactly she back um but yeah exercise uh definitely one of them uh eating better i think i think the way we eat um and what we eat even though people talk about it i think it is um underrated and when i say that i mean for me when i put crap in my body, like when we had those tacos and the French fries, ooh, they were so good. But for two days, I felt so like stomach heavy. And for me, that contributes to me wanting to sit down and do nothing. Whereas if I eat lighter, like chicken, broccoli, kale, spinach, things that are more healthy, or even when you make us juice, um, I just feel better. So I, I think there's something to like paying attention to the way you eat, especially if you're not feeling the greatest. Um, because a lot of the things that we eat, uh, induce, is it induce, create inflammation. Um, and then if you eat, and I would only assume that that's inflammation in the body, but it's gotta be inflammation in your mind too. Right. If you think about it that way, but if you're eating healthier, that quiets that inflammation. So that quiets your mind, that quiets like those bad thoughts and feelings. This is just my, my thought process. I don't know if it's true, but it makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> getting enough sleep, not oversleeping, yeah, not but just sleep. getting enough sleep. Um, there's practicing rela relaxation strategies, meditation, um, sitting and being grateful. Um, I have a client who has a podcast that I'm working on with her that um, she talks about being grateful and the, the power of being grateful. And I believe that there's there's definitely something to that because it's such a positive mindset, right? Um, it's a really, really good mindset to be in. And then, um, like I said, um, this one says spending time in nature, but going outside, even if it's cold, like go outside, get some of that crisp air, slap you in the face. Everybody should feel better after, yeah, everybody should feel better after a slap in the face with some crisp air. So um, those are some of the things I think that can, um, well, that Google says that can help depression. But I, I really believe that um, that it does. You just you just got to get up and get moving. And staying socially connected. Yes. That's huge. Like you don't want to be in, in this funk by yourself. It's good to be around people that remind you of, Kind of like who you are, especially like mm -hmm. your like your good girlfriends, good guy friends, like good duties. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then if you are, if you know someone who is going through some depression, like encourage them to come out, like go get them, 
don't let them sit in the house or go be with them. Um, and you know, just, man, just be a good friend. I think, um, to those, you know, who are going through something, especially this time of year. So, cause it's hard out here. It's, you know, it's hard out here for a pimp. When you're trying to get this money for the rent. Okay, we back. We back. We back. <laughs> um, so, as always, I don't know why. I got to say this in the beginning of the podcast instead of the end. You, keep, never, you said that last time. I did. And I'm going to get there. Y'all don't worry about it. Follow us on social media. TikTok, Instagram is together.real.badpod. You can find us there. Um, our website is togetherrealbad.com. You can find us there. You can send us an email at the number two gather G E T H E R real bad at gmail.com. Um, should I give out our number? You want to text us? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Girl, I'm what? What you mean? I'm not giving out anybody's number, but definitely, um, you know, man, chat us. Let us know what you want us to talk about next. If you have any feedback for us, we appreciate that. Text now number. Like like it, love it, hate it. (laughs) (laughs) If you hate it, tell us why you hate it. Just don't tell us you hate it. Tell us why you hate it and how we can make us better. Solve our problem. Um, And uh, yeah, that's it. Hey. All right, y'all, and until next time, peace. Y'all be good. Peace. She's stuck inside my mental. She got a body like a temple. Even though she drives me crazy, I tell everyone that's my baby.